we're interested in people and hopefully people see that and people know that. There's something quite special about coming together in the midst of a very busy season. Some of the other feeding might be an event like today. Is your tent large enough? Has it expanded with the message that there's room for all? A picture postcard setting and a wonderful looking chapel in early December of 2022 and something called There Is Room. Well, the sun hovered low over the frost-dusted village of Thornborough and evoked what I have to say was a truly idyllic scene. They'd gathered for a conference on lay work to hear Helen Cameron, Melvina Brown and a programme of equally wonderful speakers discuss how the church engages with those who are its lifeblood. The One Voice Podcast, because we're all the same. Hello. Very good to know you're with us. I think a good place to start would be the person who welcomed everyone to this exquisite chapel in Buckinghamshire, and it can only be one person. My name's Matt, Matt Forsyth, and I'm a district mission abler uh, for the Northampton Methodist District. There is room. What does that title mean to you? Well, the There Is Room title uh, kind of came with the inspiration of what the Methodist Church whole campaign for the whole of Advent is There Is Room. So it's encouraging the whole church to, to think of how they might enlarge in their, their eyes to create more space for all. Um, we sing a hymn uh, for donkey's years, all are welcome. So I think the message of Advent really this, this year is truly all is welcome and there's room for you. So that's where it's come from. And um, what are you hoping for for this specific event today? I think for me, my hope is refreshment, uh, energy for those that come. Uh, I think so many people give out so much um, in the life of the church, and often that can be seen, uh, but also unseen. And so actually this is an opportunity for people to come and receive today uh, and actually leave here feeling like they've uh, had some input and met fellow uh, colleagues uh, who work in other areas of the district too and kind of be inspired by what maybe someone else is doing too. And although there have been... um post-pandemic in-person events you know face-to-face events it it still feels like there haven't been that many so how important is it to have something that's in person Matt? I think it's really important I think ultimately we're we're relational beings aren't we so therefore you know those Zoom's great and you know I've met many people who are coming here today on Zoom but actually when we get in a room together we realise how tall maybe we are maybe how how we sound um, and actually uh, we can connect on a a slightly different level than we would do maybe on Zoom so uh, I'm really glad that we get to do this uh, at this time and I think it's going to be an event which uh, I hope can uh, propel us for maybe future events in the future as well. And, and lastly, Matt, you kind of you know uh, touched on this slightly, but today is obviously against the backdrop of Advent, mm. and of course, by definition, Christmas. Mm. How, how does that enrich or give context to this? I think it enriches it in the sense of community. Um, there's something quite special about coming together in the midst of a very busy season just to maybe click pause on all the different work emails, the other things that are going on, and actually just to be present. And we kind of chose this venue as well with that in mind. Formbra is a, a beautiful chapel in a little village, uh, and it just encouraged us to kind of get out of our spaces and place we've been in for quite some time, just to come somewhere different on a bright sunny day like today and just uh, receive from the speakers that we have, but also from one another too. 
Yeah, you certainly booked the weather. That's well, we tried. Fantastic. We tried. It was a, it cost a pretty penny the weather. <laughs> Matt Forsyth there. I was also fortunate to have conversations with the Reverend Helen Cameron, the Reverend Steve Mann, Superintendent and Minister of Bicester Methodist Church, and one of the community engagement workers, Vanessa. And, you know, I also sat and listened to Helen's presentation uh, in the morning. And Helen really has some very clear observations on church being in survival mode that You know, effectively, it isn't being proactive in ways that it should be, that the tent isn't being seen in this expansive way. First, we'll talk to someone who has made some truly fantastic inroads with one of the newer communities in Northamptonshire and find out what There Is Room means to her. My name's Melvina Brown and my role is Overstone Pioneer Community Chaplain. So I came here hoping today that what I have to share (laughs) because I have something to share I'm speaking at the end so although I've come um, to obviously engage with everyone and to learn and to hopefully build relationships I've also come to share something and that's constantly in the back of your mind thinking oh my goodness I've got to share something so I've I'm really hoping that what I have to share um, will actually resonate and encourage others And I'm sharing something on prayer and something on fear, yeah, which are polar opposites. So just hoping that we can be challenged not to be too afraid and challenge really that prayer undergirds us and just helps us in all that we're doing in terms of making room and just being who God wants us to be. Interesting to hear Helen say, amongst many other things, that uh, the church, she feels, doesn't always succeed in the idea of welcoming all but yeah I know the conversations we've had um, you've had lots of successes in around Overston so maybe it's the Overston template the one to follow do you think? Mm. I think the template that we use in Overstone is really about building relationships and that's the first and foremost thing is that we're interested in people and hopefully people see that and people know that and I think if people see that you're interested then hopefully you'll have an opportunity to share something else whether it be faith or journey with them so I think that being a template for the church I think it should be I think we should be interested in people interested in their lives and just interested in journeying with people and then I think people will naturally feel that they have a place they'll naturally feel that they can be a part of the room and of course it's it has that mobility doesn't it it's not just about come to a building come to us you've well also by definition through the pandemic as we've had we've spoken before mm-hmm. you've had to be out there haven't you you've yeah. been if not knocking doors certainly pushing things through doors yeah. you know gifts etc cards yeah. so so you you've been a mobile church really. yeah definitely um up to yesterday I was knocking on doors knocking on doors and saying hello to people so in terms of being I say the church outside of the walls that's what we've tried to be and we've tried to create spaces where people can just join us um, just sharing the activities that we're doing get to know us I think in doing that people view the church differently you know because we're just one of them you know we're just out there just being a part of whatever activities it is and hopefully people will see the church differently as they build relationships with us what's happening today is is set against the backdrop of advent and 
by definition Christmas. Uh-huh. How, how would you say that enriches or gives context to There Is Room? Mm, okay. Um, I would say um, what it does, it encourages us during Advent really just to think about how we can um, include the community in this season because obviously Christmas is a wonderful season and people love to get together with family and they love to get give gifts and um, attend different functions but I think it's an opportunity for us to make room for people to think of think of God think of Jesus because they may not necessarily do that but it's an opportunity for us just to use um, creativity use opportunity just to encourage people to why don't you come over here and just think about what we're doing which is we're remembering that this is really about Christ coming to earth this is one voice you're listening to the one voice podcast from the Methodist Church in Northampton what rich stories there are yet to unfold you'll soon be hearing from someone who feels that they're walking on An entirely different path, a new path now, guided by God after a move from Hong Kong. It's back to the There Is Room conference in a moment after we've looked at some of the news from the notices at time of recording this podcast. Uh, First, it's a big thank you from Penny and Trevor Clark, who held a coffee morning at the tail end of November. They managed to raise... £160, which is brilliant work, so thank you to them and thank you to you if you attended that. Uh, Also worth bringing your attention to the collection box that's by the Christmas tree within Kingsthorpe Baptist Church. If you're able to donate, then you'll be helping the Hope Centre to tackle poverty and exclusion. So let's return to Thornborough Chapel and the There Is Room conference. And although there were lots of references to a metaphorical tent there was in fact a real tent there physically in that space and it was put up by our next guest i'm uh, steve mann i'm the superintendent minister of the 3b what we call the 3b circuit buckingham bister and brackley that we are in at the moment um, and what a glorious day it is today and a lovely setting it has to be said um in terms of your involvement kind of what's the, wh- where does that go back to steve for today I guess you'd call me a facilitator. Um, first of all, it's, it's wonderful uh, having this uh, resource to offer, a, a small chapel that was kitted out probably between 10 and 15 years ago now, um, both to enable traditional worship to continue on a Sunday, but also with uh, wonderful uh, purpose-built facilities at the back to allow for more reflective times, whether that be for the church or for groups using it. Um, but in, t- in, in overall terms, I'm simply a facilitator who, who offered both my services uh, contributing to uh, a retreat day and also the facilities to Matt uh, so that uh, if he uh, was in a position to organise a day like this, which he clearly was mm. and uh, very uh, able and willing, then uh, here it was on a plate. And, and what are you personally hoping for, Steve, from today? I think I'm hoping for what, what I'm always hoping for uh, in all of uh, all, all of my life, just that people may be encouraged uh, in, on their spiritual journeys, mm-hmm. moving that one step closer to God and to uh, God's will. And obviously today it's being worked out in the lives of uh, well, both lay employees and lay non-employees. There is room for us 
just to be in our relationship with uh, with God and to draw closer to him um, but that would allow uh, room to, to reach out to others to create a space uh, to create a tent if you like with its sides open uh, from which we can uh, reach out to others I believe Helen later on is talking about enlarging our tents uh, as well but uh, no there is there is room on so many different uh, levels and of course at Christmas remembering the reason for the season and that there is room for Jesus who always should be at the centre of our lives. And and finally Steve what do you think are the important um, attributes and the outlook to bring to there is room? If Christmas is about the word of God made flesh that the logos of God um, Jesus making revealing the things of God to us then I think a day like this is is about openness it's about being open to God's Holy Spirit just as Jesus was it's about revealing the things of uh, of God and having both for those people who are contributing um, if you like from from the front you know have, having the uh, having the openness to the Holy Spirit to be God's uh, mouthpiece uh, if that's not too grand a way of putting it but also for all of us to have ears to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to us in this day I think that's a heartening and an optimistic note struck there by Steve Mann, who also spoke at the event. This is John Rose bringing you the results of a number of conversations recorded this month at Thornborough Chapel at a conference called There Is Room. The Reverend Helen Cameron is going to join me in a few moments. Helen always has this great insight, opinions and an enthusiasm that rubs off on those around her. So stick around for Helen in just a short time. First, let's hear from someone new to the podcast. I'm Vanessa, and I'm the uh, community engagement worker with Nightfall Methodist Church. So um, what are your hopes uh, for today? What would you like to, to get out of today? Hmm. I just joined uh, the church with this role last month, so I'm hoping to understand more about what the circuit has been doing, and more importantly, also to let God speak to me, given now I just started the new role, and I really uh, would like to understand what he wants me to do in this role. I'm a newcomer, relatively newcomer to England. I came from Hong Kong one and a half years ago. I've been very grateful to God who brought me and my mom here. We're the blessed group of people who are able to leave Hong Kong, given what's been changing there. So I think he must want wants us to do something for him, for Hong Kong and also for the bigger community here. So I really would like, he's been showing me signs about what to do, what the new path that I'm not walk, walking on. But I think all these, this kind of uh, in-person events, immerse, I just would like to immerse myself into this event and also to listen to what uh, all these uh, speakers have done for England and for his kingdom so that that would bring reflections upon myself and also what I, I as a um, minority race to England, what kind of new insight I would be able to bring to the community and vice versa, what kind of insights the local community can bring to me so that I, I would like to walk on this new path uh, that God's will I mean whatever he wants me to do I just would like to Um, so so far we're kind of at the halfway point uh, or thereabouts and and Matt has spoken and welcomed us and Helen Helen Cameron has just spoken was there something that you you drew out of what Helen said anything particular that, that struck you yes 
a lot. His、uh, those Bible verses he talks about、uh, how people have left their land, and then you hold on to the faith that one day you may be able to go back at God's will. But in this waiting time, we cannot just stop. We have to equip ourselves and also to try to extend the tense of where we are at the moment, and that resonates in me very much because I love Hong Kong a lot. But apparently, it's gone. Even if you travel back, it's no longer the Hong Kong I grew up in or I used to know. It's very heartbreaking. But I do believe, as I said before, God brings me and also my mom and also other Hong Kongers here with a purpose. So during this kind of like waiting time, to wait. For the lightness to come to go back to our city, and I think we do need to serve God even better. To serve the community of where we are, we may end up. I may end up like live until my last breath here in England. Who knows? I mean, it's all God's plan. But I would like to know what kind of plans He has in me, so that I can walk better and walk according to His will. So what Helen has shared resonates with me a lot.、Uh, the way that she mentions, I like the phrase a lot. Could we challenge ourselves to bear God, and to not only bear the the we just know about God,、uh, just at maybe ten percent or even less about God, but how can we bear His entire? We we can never bear it. I, I I'm sure because it's so 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 magnificent. We're so small, but as long as we are willing, and then I think God will help us, the Spirit will help us to achieve that. So I think. Her message for me is just the first session. But it's just ooh, <laughs> thank God you're really speaking to me. It's short, but, but that that part I think the tent and to re and about the new normal as well. Not only about we I as a new joiner of the English community, English community, but also more broadly, our world has been changing so much, so much, not to the better side apparently,、yeah. but to worse. But what we can do, what we can do, and actually expand the Tent. One thing strikes me here in England. I think is about the inclusivity of many churches because I work in other churches and cathedrals as well. I admire the inclusivity of their about their congregation and also their activities or services.、Uh, that's something I think in Asia we can we should learn about. And I think that's the gist of how we can expand the tent and also to. Build God's kingdom. How embracing we are towards、yes. all other people. Isn't that an interesting story and a lesson I think to us all when it comes to quiet dignity?、Uh, thank you to Vanessa. Her focus and willingness to see where her path goes is it's quite something. Well, the last person to appear on the podcast was essentially the first to speak at There Is Room, the Reverend Helen Cameron. In your community. The One Voice podcast. I was very interested by something you said almost at the outset, and that was with lay workers. If we, the Methodist Church, doesn't feed them, give them that sustenance,、um, then the Methodist Church will die. What, what do you believe that food, that sustenance, looks like?、Um, that's a very good question. I think it looks 
like they deserve the kind of theological resourcing that people training for min ordained ministry get, which is either you know two years full-time study, three years part-time. I think we need to give modules of learning to people who are lay workers in areas like pastoral care um, and um, uh, a whole caboodle of stuff. And I think the Methodist Church is, is in fact, working on a programme for lay workers that they can pick up um, on an online learning platform so that it's not about going away to college for one year or two years. And I think often lay workers are working part-time. They're combining it with family and with other commitments. But I think we do have to feed people. Some of the times that's theological learning. Some of the other feeding might be an event like today so that you network with other lay workers, that you've got a buddy or a support to test things out with if it gets difficult but I I don't think we should have an army of lay people who are resourced less than their ordained counterparts you also pinpointed the suggestion the idea that it doesn't always welcome all yeah what is if that's I guess the the $64,000 question really but what what is the solution to that what does that look like? I continue to reflect on that. I mean, I think that every generation and every group needs to find a niche where they do feel at home and they do feel welcomed. I have three 20-year-olds at home, um, and what that allows me through their eyes to see that our language in some places is archaic. I think they would recognise the poetry of some language and metaphor, but nevertheless, they find the church is the one place that can be... Uh, exclusive at times and not make them feel welcome and not make some of the efforts that actually other organisations in the world would ensure that they had made to ensure that that they felt at home. So I think um, we have to be very careful that the church doesn't become just the church for an older generation. I think that um, in the main, like you set at school, you have different classes for abilities or interests. I think you might have to have worship which actually um, is much more suitable for 20-year-olds and uses their language and their images and their their reference points. If everybody preaching is 60-plus, in the main you're not going to reach the 20-year-olds. So I think we might have to um, have different worship for different age groups. What do you, and you're about to literally leave uh, here, Helen, but what do you leave with, what, what do you take away from There Is Room? It's a very good question. Uh, I look out and see these incredibly talented people who, during the pandemic, kept working, but in difficult circumstances. And I just see a group of very talented people who need resourcing, supporting and encouraging to network because, actually, they excite me as, as a group. Um, The number of ordained ministers in Methodism is shrinking. Some of that is because we have taken local people, made them itinerant, sent them to the opposite end of the country, away from their families. So many people don't feel called to ordained ministry the way that Methodism currently does it. We're looking at that. But I think here we have local, lay, contextual ministry. They're serving communities in which they live and they belong to, and they might have always been brought up there. And I think there's an, in, an authenticity about that. So that's what I'm taking away as I look out and see them. It really has been wonderful to have your company for this special episode, and indeed throughout the year. Thank you so much for your support 
and our great appreciation to Matt Forsyth, Melvina Brown, Steve Mann, Vanessa, Helen Cameron, and indeed all those who attended and helped on the day. Special mention to, to those who welcomed us to the beautiful Thornborough Chapel. That's it from the podcast for 2022. We will speak to you next year. And in the meantime, have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas and stay safe. Stories, community and what brings us together. One Voice.